the sentiment I was trying to express. Like they look like kids like I would want to look like, you know, like of a cool kid. Right. Yeah. Cool and poor. Well, even like a little girl got her hat sideways. She came up with that. Now, you know the kid in Charlie Chan, the little kid? Yeah. He, he the... will appear in this. Now, I don't think he's the one sitting in the... Okay, here's Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Yeah, and what we're seeing is he's just a regular kid. He doesn't want to drink this crappy milk either. Mwah. Mwah. And she's like, speaking French, Junior! She's like a teacher more than a mom. She's like... Doesn't she have to, like, help the rebel fight Darth Vader? No, because of her hair. Their hair. Okay, now we are meeting one of our main characters, okay? She is, um, well, in the thing, she's Drina Gordon. This is Sylvia Sidney, and okay. she, you might know her from Beetlejuice if you look at her face. She was top-filled until Bogart got all pissy. <laughs> no. Oh really? Is that no, right? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, she she had a great long career. I'm just saying in our Who world. Who was she? So was she a dead person? Was she the grandparents? Yeah, in the afterlife, she was like um, a caseworker explaining. Okay. okay, you two are dead. Remember, she had that gravelly voice. That was from all the smoking. Yeah. Right now she has a beautiful, pretty voice. Uh, she had dozens of leading roles in the '30s. Um. And then less so as the years went on. But then she would, um, she would end. She was in the pilot of WKRP in Cincinnati. She was on Fantasy Island. She was in Mars Attacks. You remember the woman who was like, "They killed Congress." <laughs> That's her. Oh, very nice. Uh, Tim Burton likes her. Here yeah, we go. A little alleyway talk. Carl, you remember when we would hang out in the fire extinguishers and yell at each other across the. Hey, Carl, how's it going? And our neighbors were like, will you guys shut up? Use the phone. <laughs> we'll get a lot of that in this film. We won't get the shut up part. We'll just get the nice, we're all connected as a community. Now look, that's rival girlfriend. Rival girlfriend. They're talking about Dave. Dave missed you last night. Yes, I came in late, I did. I tell you, I came in very, very late, I did. Then she's looking at rival girlfriend. Well, she went out with that rich woman. Oh, no. Hey, hey, what do you say? It's your turn for buggy pushing. I've been buggy pushing all afternoon. I tell you, Mike, I tell you, Mike, you gotta let him hear the voice. You gotta let him hear the voice every now and again, you see? Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, absolutely. Who's that new kid over there? Hey. Yeah. I loved you at Brick. You were great at Third Rock for the Sun. Joseph Levitt. You got it all wrong in Newsies, see? Yeah. Make it I'm louder not for the audience. Make it louder. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Studio like, problem. You want to be in the gang, you got to yeah. give us a quarter. It's like, all I have is three cents. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, thank you. Don't you want to blow this gang, got to have a quarter. You, you got to have a quarter, see? You're all late. She doesn't give me no quarter. You know, she keeps it solid, don't you? You could steal it. He goes, forget it. You guys agree. Go on with you. Hey. You know how much three cents is worth? Three cents. 
1937 is worth in 1937. Oh, they did the old leapfrog trick. Yeah. Yeah. Always have an audience. Now look, he's throwing garbage on him. Now who's watching? The evil look developers. It's Humphrey Bogart. What, that little guy, that little shrimp there. Hey, it's great. I'm back in the OZ, oh, back in the neighborhood. Now she's yeah. Like, get off! Get off! She's the good one defending. Now that's her little brother. You think it's funny? You think it's funny, lady? You're scaring me to death. Is he Italian? No. Yeah. yeah, spit. Come on, yeah, spit. come on, give it back to him, spit. Spit it up, spit. Now, you see how physical? I mean, it was a different time. You don't just go around being in people's face, pushing them, smacking. It's not just because it was a movie. You think, well, I mean, like, they're hotheads. They're teenage hotheads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's much different than, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe thugs would be doing that to each other. I don't know. You know, it's strange. We've watched movies like uh, uh, Street People, and that took place in present day. Yes. And if you remember, there was a guy sitting on the pier in Sausalito or what have you, and uh, Roger Moore comes up from behind and grabs the gun he happened to have lying on the pier. Yep. One of two guns. And it's one of those moments where you're like, do we really carry guns like that in the 70s? <laughs> or just in the movies, you know? And yeah, I, I right, see that with right. the violence, too. Like, Now, this is Dave. And Dave, we've seen a lot on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. He was in The Most Dangerous Game. Oh, really? He was the hero. And he, we just saw in Come and Get It last episode. That's right. Yeah, well, that, I remember him from Most Dangerous Game. He was Game. the son, uh, yeah, who, yeah. The, who fell in love with uh, the Francis Farmer. That's right. Come and get it. Come and get it. All oh. they're saying here is, like, why didn't you come out and meet this rich girl? I want you to meet her. You know, I was telling her all about when we were kids. Now, it's not implied, really, that she's a girlfriend. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's heading that way. Right now, we're just learning about how poor she is, how she's in a union, how they're picking. Oh, there's rich girl. Ooh, she just blew a kiss. Yeah, rich girl is not interesting in real life. Um her name's Wendy Berry. Hey, Burton, she's playing Rich Girl. And she was a British uh, film actress. She was in American things, but she was mostly British. And She's been other... moving into American neighborhoods, gentrifying it, kicking it out the, the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, we got the pier. We could go swimming. Yeah, now they go into the Hudson River. Uh, are we on? No, I think we're on the east. We're, this is Manhattan. I mean, it's not really New York, but... Well, yeah, but we're definitely in a real place in Manhattan. Uh, I'll come back to where we are. I think it's the East River. He is talking now. This is Babyface, not Babyface Nelson, right? right. It's Babyface Martin. And you know they did it because of Babyface Nelson. Also, Humphrey Bogart. I mean, he's a classic gangster. Why not call him Babyface? He, he looks yeah. insanely young, too. Well, Let me I see guess. if I can get his voice going because I can't believe it's him. He's such a strange act, strange actor. You know, like he he doesn't look like he connects to people at all. I know, and it.
kind of, I don't know. It was. People and like. He died young, too. He went yeah. away. Uh, he was like 58 or something weird. Let me, I'll look it up here. He does the Vince Vaughn mumble. He does like the kind of Mae West mumble, the WC. Like his cadence is off for movies. He, he had just done this other gangster movie, and that's why they picked him. Now, the Maltese Falcon hasn't come yet. That's going to oh, make him That's the big one, yeah. Oh, and, and was it Casablanca the same year? Um, 39, actually. No, I doubt it. No, I don't think so. Oh, 41. Think High Sierra was 45. 41. The Maltese Falcon was 41. And, they, okay. you know, he became a superstar from that. Um, 46 was the big – where is – it's probably 45. They probably rushed it out at the end of the war. Right. I don't remember. Who knows? But it was definitely not now because he wasn't that big actor yet. These. I guess I didn't write it down because I figure he's... Everybody knows him, you know? Yeah, of course. Okay, so what he's got, we're learning here is Babyface was out west doing his crimes and he's he had plastic surgery and he's decided to come back here one more time before he's going off uh to back to the west to see his mom and to see his old girlfriend that is his thug by the way the guy he just chased away yeah he's meeting dave who was like a childhood friend but not really a friend just an acquaintance one of the neighborhood kids why don't you give a listen a second Okay, yep, let's see if I, where I place it. No, she moved away a long time ago. The remote. Well, yeah, you're getting to be quite a headliner, huh? All over the newspapers. Would you be around here? I ain't here, I'm out west. I got kind of again to see my old lady, Francie. You know, I ain't seen my Francie, mother in that's years. Cool. Now, now, God bless Humphrey Bogart, but if this was a true Bowery Boys movie... There'd be no other adults talking for more than 20 seconds. But no, it would all be pranks on uh, rival gangs. Yeah. Who are you pushing? A landlord. You, you know, know how many times someone got pushed in these movies? <laughs> Bowery Boys plots would be like, my mother got ripped off. Who did it? See? Ah, let's find out. I bet you it was Charlie Parker. Let's check it out. You know, and then they would go get the stuff back. And at the end of the film, see, all's well that ends well there, Satch. Yeah, I would have loved to have been in a movie house where they had like a 50-minute like B-movie. Like you would go and you would see Tender is the Night with, you know, everybody shit. I heard that Hal Hunt's – yeah. You would see the main feature, but they always did that, and I was just a, like, a, like four or five years old when they used to do that. They would show the main feature, but then they would have this like featurette thing, like a night uh, – like an, I don't know, it could be. 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and then it would be a cartoon. Right. We're too, we're too young uh, young for that, I guess so. They, they did revivals. You know, they would do like, hey, we're doing, we're yeah. bringing back, we'll have serials and we'll have cartoons. And, you know, they still offer, like, I know the retro houses around here, they have Saturday morning uh, cartoon, uh, more, you know, for the kids, you cool. the A shows. Hey. They used to have little events too. There was some good film with, uh, you know, Roseanne's husband. Oh, Tom uh, Arnold? Not personally. No, not Tom Arnold. In in the Connors. 
you know. Oh, Dan. Oh, uh, John Goodman. No, not okay, yeah. either. John Goodman was in some movie in which he was like he took on a movie house and you know he started. Oh, matinee, matinee. Pop cord and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good trip back. Okay, now they're gonna bother the rich kid. Let's let's listen. Okay. So what? Hey, fuck Katie, because we're good. That's how much you know. We have a pool in there, and it is stuffed. And I go and swim in every day. It's a pool in the house, Buffalo. Well, you can't have a pool in there. Dirty. 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 He said dirty. He said dirty. I know. I said dirty. Dirty. No, I didn't say dirty. I said you're dirty. I have an instructor up here, and I have English lessons every day. It is dirty. Shut your dirty mouth. Don't make me speak French. Now he says, my uncle is a judge. And that's important later because the father is the brother of a judge. And we'll talk about it when it's time. Is that, hopefully it's Judge Dredd. My fingers are crossed. <laughs> no, that's, that's no not. shit. <laughs> is Judge Dredd um, the British cartoon that's been around for decades? Alone? Yeah, so they, did, they did a 90s version. And his sidekick, yeah. Again, that's how hunts how uh, he, of course this guy right here in new york city yeah this is dippy and he's dippy. one of the ones you gotta have if you're gonna have a movie you know i was reading there's like one episode one movie they did where one of the main guys was visibly drunk on on screen oh well that's no surprise you see gold um goldwyn bought the rights to this and he loved these guys and he flew them out to be in the movie and he immediately regretted it because they would fuck around in the studio, <laughs> ru like running up and down the halls, knocking things over. Ah, it's funny. Uh. He immediately, um, okay, uh, the boys ran wild through the studio, destroying property, crashing a truck through the wall of the soundstage. <laughs> Afterwards, Goldwyn decided not to employ the boys again and right. sold their contracts to Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because they did six movies. As the dedicated kids, they had this stony little film, yeah. And then they were they weren't like individuals; they were listed. You know, the actors will be listed, and they'll be listed. The dead Ed kids, right? So strange. They're not even a musical number. <laughs> not even a musical number. This one is Tommy. Uh, and okay, well, he just ran away. Yeah. Okay, no so Hudson Hawk. Rich girl talks to poor potential boyfriend. Oh, Hello gee. there, lady. <laughs> I didn't smell your perfume when you came in. <laughs> so this was a play that ran for three years. It had almost 700 performances. Wow. And this gold, Samuel Goldwyn bought it for 165000 which was so much. It was about $3 million, according to the internet today. It was huge success on Broadway. That's they, 20th Century Fox wanted it, RKO wanted it, and Samuel Goldwyn just gave him the money. Um, and he, you know, they wanted to shoot it out there, but he was dead set against it. He wanted a controlled environment and a soundstage. Actually, so it was a genuine New York. It was a, a play about the experience of New York City. Yeah, and Hollywood shot it in Hollywood. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, William Wyler, he's our director. Wanted he, This director did Ben-Hur. This director did Funny Girl, you know? Yeah, he's Wyler. Um, 
He's wild. Wyler. William Wyler wanted to do it on the streets of New York. Samuel insisted, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the most convincing and elaborate sets in film history. That's an opinion, sounds like. Yeah, sure. No one's seen Super Mario Brothers. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> when producer Samuel Goldwyn visited the huge set constructed for the film, a very de detailed depiction of a New York slum, he shouted, Why do directors want these slums to be so dirty? Clean it up! He was eventually persuaded by the director that very few people live in a clean slum and it would hurt the picture's credibility uh, if it was a nice place to live. So William Wyler directed the property man to litter the set with real garbage to create the appropriate slum atmosphere. The disturbed and fastidious Samuel Goldman, who would pick up the garbage after shooting, would stop for the day. Damn it, Sam. Now we got to spread out the garbage again. Okay. The stage directions of the play indicate that Rockefeller Center can be seen in the distance. It's around 50th Street Piers of Manhattan. Now, that sounds like the west side to me, but right. it was the corner of East 53rd Street and the East River. So it is the East River. And today, it, Sutton Place South runs north East 53rd Street at the corner. Uh, no, today, it's like exit 11 of FDR Drive. I was going to say, Carl, you, uh, being a native New Yorker, yes. a proud uh, native New Yorker who I rubs it in your face, you, you rub that fact in every Jersey boy's face, right? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I was born in, the, in, in New York. In yes. Manhattan, I said. Manhattan, yes. Not Brooklyn. No, the truth is I was born in Washington, D.C., and I've been a Jersey boy since I was three years old. <laughs> But yes, I grew up on the mean streets of New York. That's why I'm a project manager. I was grew up in the projects. That's yeah, that's right. And you uh, had software. You so where's the Bowery and where's here right now? Uh oh, in real life, yeah, the Bowery same. is way downtown. Do you remember CBGBs? Sure, I, so I went there. The Bowery. So. What you would do is go down Fifth Avenue. Actually, no, Washington Square is in your way. Uh, I guess you would go down like um, uh, 10th Avenue. And I don't know. The Bowery is kind of over on the east side. But downtown, it gets tight. So no, This is the east side, you were saying. This is the East River. Yeah. Oh, there's the kid. He might be the kid. Or is hey, it a little rascal? Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't write it down. I think maybe he's a little rascal. Look at this, has like an even smaller crew, right? Yeah, These are right. like tiny tots. That's right. Hey. They're like a tiny gang, and they're going to get kicked out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, Go yeah, find yeah. your own newspaper route. Right. Hey, I worked dirty. Oh, I said you were working yes. dirty. See, it says um, East 53rd Street gang only on the brick. Oh, right. And those tiny tots were like not part of that gang. Look at how Spit is smoking a cigarette, and it's no big deal in a movie. Well, I mean, I, I'm transfixed every time Humphrey has a cigarette because he does that thing where he like slides it out of his yeah, mouth, yeah, and right. it just stays there. And with that fucking hat tilted like that, it's like every right. Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> He's got this tilted. Now they're going to embarrass wanna... a lady. I wanted to order the rabbit. Yes, yes, right away, Mister Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> He does smoke a cigarette super cool, and it, it, it the way he pulls it out of his mouth, like you said, and it, like, spits. It's yeah, sticks. it sticks. And his lips are so thin, it's like 
that it's almost like he's doing a trick. I love black and white movies. I love the tone, like the you know, everything's kind of like this is this movie is kind of put together with all these sets. Yep. Maybe like Popeye. Do you remember that uh, Robin Williams movie? Wonderful set design, if that's the right term. It had that weird like set design. Like they took over an entire island and built like this like Popeye village. Oh, sweet haven. Gods must love us. I remember. That was from there? I gotta rewatch that movie. You're my father. You got the same squinty eye. <laughs> All I remember is like Brutus was like a son of a bitch. He was like punching everybody. He was yeah, just like... always, he wouldn't even talk. He just yeah. I saw that I saw that in New Jersey. Uh and uh there was a promo for Heaven's Gate. Oh. Yeah, in nineteen and Under the Rainbow. It was a classic year back then. To the rainbow yeah that was the documentary about the terrible wizard of oz experience i think it was on youtube for a hot second that movie that would have been a good one yeah so let me tell you that. about spit right in real yeah. life uh of course he's born in new york city in uh, 1917 uh russian jewish immigrants vaudeville parents um he was short 411 411 no 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 the father was four ten, the mother was four eleven, and 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 Spit here is five foot six, which is my height. <laughs> um, so anyway, the earlier f- films presented Gorsi, that's his name, Leo Gorsi, um, as Spit. In the forties, the dramatic films shifted into redneck, roughneck comedies. We already talked about this. Roughneck comedies. That's Not- a nice way of putting it. Now, his big thing was called a malaparism. He would say a stupid, he would say the word wrong. Right. Well, that's go, what you, you accuse me of those malaparisms myself. Well, you just, mom, okay. But he yeah. would on say something like, ah, it's a clever seduction. That does not tire. Like, can you imagine me writing like the next script for the Bowery Voice? All right, uh, call this a glass of witter and call it a day. Well, like if you would say, I reiterate, he would go, I regurgitate. You, you called me, would you mentioned opposite. this on the show, Carl. You always call me out on when we shot our public access show 30 years ago, Fish yeah. Burgers, where you were an alien and I had offered you a bed, yeah, place to stay, and it was the bathtub. And I don't finish my sentence, and you kept that in. Yes. No, it was Dave Kennedy. You brought, him, Kennedy. To the, you brought him to the, the bathtub. And you said, yeah, I got you a nice, here, it's a warm, you meant to say like a warm, comfy bed or something, but you just stopped yeah. talking. I had to leave that in. I didn't have another cut. I remember it was, a, we had a ta- uh, blanket in the bathtub for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a warm, I was recently thinking about it. So look, between Bogart and Dave, they keep having the like, you know, I'm, you know, I know you killed five men. You better keep your mouth shut. I can trust you. It's like he snaps at him. You better keep your mouth shut. You know, like, okay, he just found out that rich girl's going into the tenement. So he's like, oh, shit. Now, he is going to see some cockroaches. And it, I don't know. The director just didn't like it. So he got real roaches so that she would really be grossed out. Oh, cool. This guy was meticulous. He would make you do it again and again and again. And she's she's just like, no, you're disgusted. We have to see that you've rejected this life. I will, director, I will do it, Billy Wilder. Director Billy Wilder, I will do it. It's not Billy Wilder. 
Okay, now William Wilder. Here comes here comes the garbage can. Now right. watch her face when she sees the real roaches. There's watch. real roachy. That's the uh, one he kept. That won an Oscar. They, they, did the cockroach win an Oscar? Best cockroach? Actually, a woman did win an Oscar in this, and she's only on the screen for one scene. It's kind of not fair. They just okay, gave no. him out. Dave saw her disgusted, and Dave's making the decision, we can't be together. We're from different worlds. It just isn't going to work out. Now, this uh, Gorski would go – he would drink a lot. Um, he would abuse alcohol, and he um, – the series was immediately successful. Gorski starred in four Bowery Boys films that year. The father died as a result of injuries from an automobile accident. Devastated, he began be abusing alcohol, wow. lost a lot of weight, trashed a film set in an intoxicated rage. The studio refused to grant him a pay raise he demanded, so he parted ways with the Bowery Boys and was replaced by Stanley Clement for seven films. The brother, Gorski's brother, David, stayed in the films. I do remember that. Yeah, like that was the, the longest-running uh, Bowery Boy. Ah, look at his Jughead hat. Really well, is. and then the Prince Valiant haircut. Yeah, and this guy's got like the not a Jufro, it's like a brainiac explosion. Oh, that's right. He's got a it brainiac a, explosion. He's probably Jewish. Now Gorski was also in Mad 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 World. He right. With, uh Hunts Hall and a bunch of low budget films. I'm trying uh, to think if I could place him in it's a Mad 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 World. I can't. Sure. That movie was a hit with my kid. We watched thirty minutes of it. Oh, that's good. That's, that's a good, good run. Yeah, that's a good run. Okay, now, this is pretty bad and good at the same time. They're going to fuck this kid up, man. They really are. Are you sure? Yeah. The pool instructor is, like, right inside, indoors. Pool instructor is right inside. No, he. the guy's going, the garage is shut down, so they have to go and get the car and bring it down here. So that's okay. who he's waiting for, his driver. Oh, oh, COVID, COVID. No, no. I've got tuberculosis. Now, check this out. We can't come. It's only for the gang. Only for the gang. See? Too bad, don't let you see it. Well, you never saw anything like that before. Oh, I, don't I don't even care. Fuck off. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Oh, let him in, fellas. Come on, put it up. Put it up. Come on now. Well, all right. Let him. Come on. All right. Make it seem right. Right now, the kid wants to come. Come on. I, I don't know. All right. Wait, wait. I'm coming. Oh. It's right now, he finally get a friend. Really brutal. Like, you don't have to listen now. <laughs> Look at this asshole. Look at that running. Got a good plank. I know where I could get a switch. Yeah, just a piece of wood I were, was thinking of. Bogart. <laughs> uh oh, I think it roll out a barrel. 
Now look, Bogart sees his mom. My own mama. Oh no, is he going to be a gangster with a mama's complex? Well, he just wants to say hello to his mom. He hasn't seen him since he was out of reform school. But the mom is, I mean, it's the worst acting I've ever, you have the sound still up? Because the acting is horrible. Check it out. I, I still have it up. Okay. Baby face. Yeah. What? Perhaps are ladies. That's right. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you remember the tramp that used to have his. Uh, he'd take a bandana, put his possession. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bindle. Yeah. A little. I think there were tramps. And we saw a movie Tramp, Tramp, Tramp. Right. Right. Which was, Which was a Civil War song, but there was three tramps in it. At least. There was one tramp. I'm really surprised at her acting. Now, the thing is, I know this director. He wanted this on purpose. He wanted her to be flat and awful, but I, I just don't think it's. Did, did she win the Oscar? Because I'll go no. and take it back. No, she, yeah. If she had won the Oscar, we should wait until she passed away, go to her estate sale, and fucking steal it. I think the Bowery Boys has a, they definitely have a star in Hollywood. I think I it's know, and Vine. But... I think it's Hollywood and Vine. I think it's I'm like sure a special. Like, no, it might be even prior to that. I don't know. I'll have to find it. I'll let you know in the future. It's definitely out there. I've seen it. Yeah, I. Um, it's a famous I one. I wrote down a bunch of stuff about them, but I didn't catch that. No worries. I think I should go and just photograph stars of uh, people who've been in our movies. And That's a great start. idea. Yeah. I think Do a walking tour. Is show, like the blouse is open. This is why she won an Oscar because she showed her. She had a <laughs> revealing dress. She didn't win the Oscar. She didn't win the Oscar. No, uh, her acting is so bad. Look at that nice crying though. That's pretty good acting. She was there at the Oscars night. I remember uh, they said to her, "Excuse me, can you move over a bit?" <laughs> the the winner is coming through. Oh, mom. So, Bogart's been rejected, completely 100% rejected by his mother. Yeah. And he had like a brunch uh, reservation all set up. It's awkward. <laughs> now, Table for gonna, two? Yeah. They're going to go Everyone. in and his thug is going to put on some music to cheer up his... his, his... Oh, but first you got to get a toothpick. There was toothpicks on back, back in the Bowery, East, East River, if you ever need a toothpick, go in. So it's a player piano. Yeah. Turn it off, see? Turn it off. So the only way he knows yeah. how to do it is to fucking kick it. My Sunday, Monday, happy days. Turn it off. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, happy days. Now, the proprietor is going to remember that kick. He did not like that kick. Oh, those are expensive. I mean, that's probably for the 1800s. That's not a kicker piano, you know. Now look, you see marks the bottle? Yeah, that means as one does. Yeah, if you pour it on your own behind my back, I'm going to know. Why don't you just take the bottle and put it behind the bar? Right, right. I don't know. Right. 
See, he's got that toothpick going. Yeah. Got up, yo. Uh, let's see who this thug is. Uh, his name's Alan Jenkins, and, and his nickname in this movie, his name in this movie is Hunk. Hunk. Huh? He's all ears. He died in 74. He's an American actor and singer, worked stage and film and television. Born in Staten Island, 1900. Yeah. Member of wow. the so-called Irish Mafia group of Irish American actors, which included Spencer Tracy, James Cagney, blah, blah, blah. Worked later as a voice character of Officer Charlie Dibble in the Hanna-Barbera TV cartoon Top Cat. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. Officer Dibble, huh? And I'm Top Cat, I'm Arnold Stang. He worked with, like, Bogart and Arnold Stang. Yeah, that's all I got on this guy. Hello, evening, Officer Dribble. Now, evening, Top Cat. Now, now, Top Cat, you're not doing some really weird, boring hijinks, are you? Uh, well, Officer Dribble, it would be even easier. To... They've beaten the guy up. They've stole his jacket. They've stole his watch. Yeah. I mean, he's all fucked up. Good times. Now, he's got a couple bucks, so he's like, "Say, sister, have a quick." Well, maybe uh, I can buy you something nice. Would you like a soda? And she's like, "With what money? What have you been doing?" Why are your pants? I wasn't doing nothing. I was just oh, thinking how hot you look. And a soda would do just the trick. They're going swimming. That's why their pants are Oh, like, I got you. This is just not today's movie. I mean, they're smoking cigarettes, beating up kids, getting undressed. This movie does, I mean, it's it's really to their detriment that they didn't shoot on, uh, on site because it's a play. Uh -huh. And it's a movie version of a play and sometimes right. they feel like plays and sometimes that works you know yeah but it's like you want to it's so strange that it became this based on real life it's based on suffering right based on the poor new yes. york city yeah it became a play and a hit then it became a movie and then the characters in the movie became one acting entity that appeared in six other movies five other movies right and then they spawned a, a series of like b films Yes. Where it was more and more like years. just, yeah. Like, is there something to the equivalent of that? Was there like a catfish? Maybe the, there was catfish was originally a documentary and then it became that MTV uh, show. I don't know catfish. Isn't that huh. crazy? Well, I'm trying to think like, was there something that was like serious documentary that just turned into like a slapstick? Hmm. Good question. Um, uh, I know I'll find an example. Yeah. She's a really good actress in this, by the way. Um, she deserved that Oscar she won. Well, she didn't win an Oscar once again. Uh, it's just this woman who has a one scene. It hasn't come up yet? No. She became an actress at – right, it hasn't come up yet. She became an actress at 15 years old as a way of overcoming shyness, and her first film appearance was an extra in a D.W. Griffith film. Ooh. The sorrows of Satan. You would definitely lose your shyness being an extra in a Cecil DeMille uh, <laughs> film. He was always playing girlfriends or sisters of a gangster. Gary Cooper's girlfriend, Spencer Tracy, Henry Fonda, you know, Harry Grant, just sisters and uh, girlfriends of gangsters. I never promised you a rose garden. She was in uh, Hitchcock's Sabotage. Huh. He was in Fury in 36 by Fritz Lang. Um, 
He was one of the highest paid actresses in the industry, earning 10 grand a week. $80,000 she got for sabotage with uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Was she the one who was top billed and they had to recall the film and put Bogart's name in it? No, I thought I'd say that. Yes. She, yes, she was? Well, I don't know which. I'm not sure exactly what you asked, but when this film came out, her name was on the top. And right. for some reason, that wasn't cool with Bogart. So in the next releases, Bogart's name got put up front, and that's what we were seeing here. Oh, no, Richie Rich is sad. Yeah, he's super sad, and he's he's all beat up. There they are. Don't go into that club. <laughs> Chasing pigeons. You got to spank him? Now. Someone's caught, and his name is Tommy, okay? And Tommy is the brother of uh, our our hero, uh, our heroine, Karina. Gotcha. Right? So let me go, let me go, and he's not going to let him go. Here's your watch back. Of course, the father wants justice. He wants the kid arrested. Yeah. And, but now here's the sister. She's doing her thing. Oh, and there's yes, James. Who was Mars? Uh, Mars attacks. He was. Um, he raised pug dogs as show dogs. Look, he just got stabbed in the arm by a right. knife that Milty gave him, and that's going to be. That's going to oh. be reform school strong. Oh, here we go. He published two books on the art of needlepoint. <laughs> who did? The, the actress? Yes. She was, well, she was doing needlepoint. As show dogs. She was a good, she had a good life. She was doing needlepoints in this movie. Remember she was sticking her yeah. head out the window? Yeah. Good top of the morning, Carl. <laughs> top of the morning. Mike. Will you two shut up? Just meet downstairs. Now, the cop is being told, you go get that fucking kid. And the cop's not being a jerk about it, but he's like, yeah, right. I'm going to spend my time. But then he's going to find out that this is the brother of a judge. Uh, and for his own career, he better go find that kid. Is he going to wave his brother's name around? No, uh, the doorman is. Here, turn it on now. Turn it on. So that little indication uh, is like, oh, you better fucking fix this. Liar, you said it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shay. I was talking about your mother. Your mother. Look at that. You know, this uh, Dave Connell, he's been in our stuff. I mean, he's this is the third one. He's a, like a friend to the... The most dangerous game is a kick-ass movie, and he was yeah. kick-ass in it. So, yeah, he, he definitely... Uh... He was in Foreign Correspondent. You know, Alfred Hitchcock. A lot of Hitchcock movies brought up. Well, yeah. Oh, he was in Barbary Coast. Um, oh. He was in Sullivan's Travels, which is not Gullivan's Travels. No, I've seen Sullivan's Travels. That's Preston Surge. Uh, the French say are a funny race. Yes, Preston Surge's comedy classic. Oh, the oh, French say are a funny race, right. Hey, um, I'm Humphrey Bogart. Stop walking. Look, they're, they're facing face-to-face. -face. But his... his, his um. Face is different, and that's why he can safely talk to a cop. Right. Although he's nervous. Oh, because he's still wearing the same clothes? They always, 
he did another movie called Dark Passage where he was like he got a face change and no one oh. recognized him, and it looked like he you know he turned out to be Bogart. It was a famous movie because it had like a first person view of him. Listen, beginning. I just want to go on record again. We saw that movie Man with Bogart's Face, and it was yeah. a comedy. I got just I just gotta say, and uh -huh. that guy did a lot of like stage work in which he did a comedy. It was the wrong thing to do. It was the wrong way to go. What they should have done was continue making this style Humphrey Bogart movie. They should have made other Maltese Falcons and Casablancas with that guy being a serious actor. And all the older people who were in those films right. had parts in it. Absolutely. You've seen Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid, right? Yes, yes. That's a great example. Yeah. That kind of a film. Of course, that was a comedy, but... It was, a, it was a comedy that took clips from movies from the 40s and, and interspersed it in the film. So they would have Humphrey Bogart from another film on the phone. Yeah, if Can't Steve you Martin see like Humphrey Bogart, you know, the man with Bogart's face doing that role? You know, you know I, have you seen the movie on uh, Pornhub, the man with Humphrey Bogart's uh, dick? No, not <laughs> even worth it. Not even worth it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> We can't prove it, right? We never right. saw it. We never saw um, it. Listen, man, I took spent a lot of time exhuming this penis. Exhuming. <laughs> All right, hunk. Hatch. Is what? there any DNA left? Can we get a penis sample? So now here comes Francie. Okay. Right. Now Francie is a prostitute and she has syphilis but oh can't say that there was all sorts of censorship in the uh, movie she's like act two syphilis well, they say she's sick but the thing is if it was 1937 and you're in the audience watching this you did know what she was sick from you know you knew right. the movie couldn't say it and they never say what's her job that got her syphilis but well, they play the Have You're Happy. Win an Oscar for this. Oh, this scene. When they play, what do you got? I'll give you a hint. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Clap, clap. You got the clap? <laughs> we saw another. I was going to say there was another actor in this that we've seen. Oh, so uh, Richard, uh, who's that guy? You know who I'm talking about. No. From from Greengrass, the the Golly Goes, uh, Richard Goes, uh, the Golly Goes, <laughs> Richard Burton. Yeah, Richard Burton. Right. Greengrass, the Golly Goes. Yeah, he was a Greek <laughs> Golly Go Gal. It's just a, it's not a malproprism. You're just a kook. It's um, Go Go Gadget. So anyway, he was Lauren Bacall was uh, in a documentary in 1963 about Richard Burton. Uh -huh. She was saying that young Richard Burton came to our table and Bogey took a liking to him and they were good drinking buddies together. <laughs> because she, she, she outlived she married him. To him. Yeah. Well, it was a great romance. I mean, it was great romance. They made great movies together and she always spoke fondly of him and like Gave very classy interviews, like talking about his memory and stuff like that. But well, he that was one... forty-four years old, and he met Lauren Bacall when she was nineteen. Mm. They were filming to have her to have not in forty-four. Nineteen years old, and he was forty-four. 
I guess uh, it was the more the former than the latter to have it have not. So they would go on to do Dark Passage and Key Largo as yep. Mary. Okay, why don't you listen for a second? Wouldn't be good for your podcast. Dream. I'm having a dream. I don't want it. It's all wrong. Dead end. I'm tired. I'm sick. Can't you see it? Look at me. God, you've been looking at me like I used to be. He's got syphilis, and the audience knows it. He just says, I'm sick. Oh, he figured it out. He's looking down, not looking yeah. up. Now he's going to be mad. Like, why did you become a prostitute? And she It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Um, yeah, the lights are on and uh, all hell's breaking loose. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Welcome. This is Bughouse Square. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Yeah, this week on Bughouse Square, I um, well, I'm not sure. I've got a. Man. I was just pulling Tell these records out of my little satchel bag. Mm, yes, and uh, I, I was thinking, man, I got a lot of good music. Club in his hand is that. A vigilante man Rainy night down in the engine house Sleeping just as still as a mouse Man come along and he chases out in the rain Was that a vigilante man Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Why does a 
was a vigilante man Carry that sword or shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
your problems He just wants to show his friends I guess I'm just the same as him Mama pajama rolled out of bed and she ran to the police station. When the papa found out, he began to shout and he started the investigation. It's against the law. It was against the law. Oh, what did mama saw? It was against the law. Could mama look down and spit on the ground every time my name gets mentioned? Papa said, oh, if I get that boy, I'm gonna stick him in the house of detention. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye to Rose and the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. 
check, check, check. experiment here because this thing is driving me nuts i'm going to swap needles here bear with me Check, 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 try something else it's not that sounds the same this is going to be this is called a lesson in troubleshooting so what i did is that time i i swapped the needles the cartridges whatever you want to uh this is and it's doing the same thing so what i'm going to do now is swapping channels board that will uh that will indicate if it looks uh 
It's very dark back there. Very dark back there, but we're going to get it. We got one side. So what we'll do is when we transfer to the other side, if it's doing the same thing, then we know that it's something with the turntable. And if it's... All right, so hold on, hold on, bear with me. Okay, that's not it. You guys are probably thinking that I'm nuts, but I'm not. This has been going on. So what I'm going to do is I'm putting everything back. Bear with me. So it has been going around. Once in a while, if it's a weird song, not a weird song, if it's a, if it's a song with aggressive uh, panning, let's say, Then it sounds sounds off. Higher parts of extremely muffled. Kind of like this, probably like the sound of my voice. I really hate to do this, but it's hard to get in here. Get in here when I'm. It's Bugout Square. I'm trying this again. Uh, of course, you don't know. This is the first time you heard me say this. Today, anyway, I'm trying it again. Let's see. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name. All over the land. Hey, this week on Bug Out Square, well, I got um. It's Black History man. Month, and it's it's Valentine's Tell Day. Uh, one more time, so uh, uh, I 
the post, it's a, it's a good chance for Has you to uh, tell someone that you haven't in a while that how you really feel about them. So let's do that together, huh? And it's also uh, uh, Black History Month. Did I mention that? Down uh, in the got a lot of things going on here. Doing it from the house today. So uh, bear with the, the technicalities. I had to dust this mess off. But I, I think everything's working. So thanks for doing what you got to do. We do. Bughouse Square meeting radio. Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Shotgun in his hand, would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land. If you like me, you'd better show it. If I've uh, got what you desire, then let me know it. When you are near, I want to hear you say. Tell me, maybe I'll buy a 
romance me when you meet me. Whisper sweet tender things when you greet me. Either wine or dine me or farewell me. Champagne me, caviar me, Ritz Hotel me, baby sell me. I want to feel that I'm really living. I've got a lot to give, but first you do the giving. If you take me to that place called paradise, I'll pay for the trip. If you'll pay the price, get me going with your caresses. Make me tingle with delight as night progresses. Make me know I mean the world to you. So sell me or baby,
Give it up, give it up. Too much man, too much grief. No more man, no more grief. To be brief, I got a firm belief there must be something better than love. There must be something better in view. But if there's something better than love, now who wants it? Do you? There must be something better than love. I'm sure that there's an easier game. Suppose they find some innocent game. Who'd play it? <laughs> That's for children. Cause there's a solitary life sitting with your knitting and your cat. Oh, hold your knitting and your cat. Now, 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 what do you think of that? <laughs> What makes your two eyes wetter than love? What makes you feel upsetter than love? But if there's something better than love, who's got it? Who wants it? Do you? You know what? I was just thinking. There must be something better than love. I'm sure there's something better to do. Suppose they find something better to do. Would you? There must be a way to waste time. It it'll make you sleep, and then you'll feel in the prime. Suppose you find that way to waste time. Girl, you ain't only wasting it, honey. You are throwing it away. Of course, there's a certain kind of man. Marley, that man is good as gold. Women, huh, women leave him absolutely cold. But then that man is only two days old. There's nothing more go-getter than love. There's nothing triple-threader than love. But if there's something better than love and you like it, oh-ho, you can keep it, oh-ho, I don't want it, oh-ho, I can't use it. Yeah, but I ain't complaining now.
say you want to be my woman. You say you want to be in the mood. Come on, use my meter so I can drive on She, she, she make my electro kick off right. <laughs> 